Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions, live on Podbean. I'm your host, Tyler Morgan. Glad to be here, and we are engaged in the relentless, daring pursuit of truth, justice, and American jackassery, as always. Um, so, uh, there's breaking news tonight I'm going to go into first. I really don't have enough info to really comment on it, but... Everyone talks about the fear and hatred and absolute cruelty and potential violence of the right and of Republicans and how they're just going to kill us all. Um, this is breaking news. Um, this is being reported uh, by Ryan Saavedra over at Daily Wire. So this is not mine. Telling you exactly where it's coming from. A uh, man deliberately rams vehicle into GOP tent full of volunteers and Trump responds, hey, welcome to the chat box, Scuba Steve, our favorite pretty princess submariner. Or submariner, I really don't care how you say it. All I know is, you go under the water, and it's too, no, I, I couldn't handle being under water like that, but hey, you do you, boo-boo. All right, so... Into the story, authorities of Florida said on Saturday that a man deliberately rammed a vehicle into a tent of Republican volunteers who were registering people to vote. Quote, Jacksonville police say a driver intentionally crashed a van through a tent where Duval County GOP volunteers were registering voters Saturday afternoon. The Florida Times Union reported several Duval County GOP volunteers were working at the registration tent when a white man in his early 20s driving an older, possibly 80s brown van pulled up toward the tent. Submariner. I'm glad that you took the time to educate me. Because all Marines are sub. And I hope there's one listening right now. <laughs> Anyways. Lieutenant Larry Gale of Jacksonville Sheriff's Office told reporters that law enforcement was looking at the incident as in reference to interruption of political process. Forget attempted murder, attempted vehicular assault. Um, quote, we are investigating is this investigating this as an aggravated assault. Several people were in the area and could have been seriously hurt. JSO is taking the situation very seriously. End quote. RNC chairwoman Ron McDaniel, who this week I found out is the niece of Romney, good old Mitt Romney, the Newman of the political world. Yes, he responds to the alleged attack writing on Twitter, quote, these unprovoked senseless attacks on real Donald Trump supporters need to end. I want to echo that Duval GOP in saying, 
We will not be silenced by cowards, and these disgusting acts will will only make us work harder to win November. End quote. And again, this goes back to yet yeah, a lot of the political attacks that we see here in the states on those of the opposite political spectrum here as of late has been mostly left wing. We see uh, the Antifa idiots in Portland and around the country. Uh, There was the Bernie bro who nearly killed Steve Scalise and, you know, and what 29 other Republican congressmen and senators who were practicing for a charity baseball game. We have these moose knuckles uh, from the the other Bernie bros who are, I don't even think they're socialists. I believe they are straight up Bolsheviks. And they are calling for, you know, firebombing the, uh, firebombing Milwaukee if Bernie doesn't get the nomination. They're calling for, you know, the guillotining of million or billionaires and the 1%. I mean, real French revolution type crap. Good morning from India, 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Well, good morning to you. Glad you're listening to the show and learning about American politics. But we see that we're seeing more and more of this all the time where you have extreme violence coming from one side of the political spectrum, whereas the other side is not so much. Which, yes, I'm not going to say that there has never been a person on the right, a person identifying as a conservative, as a Republican, who has not done an act, committed an act of violence. I am going to be very honest with you and say that I don't have anything pulled up on it right now because, again, this is not something I looked into. I'm just reacting to this story that it broke just a couple hours ago. So, anywho's, I'm going to get on to what I really, really want to talk about today because yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell you this, but the White House lost an amazing staffer. Um, he was a uh, an army lieutenant colonel with years and years of service to his country. This is the second administration that he has served under in the White House. I would like to apologize if you're hearing the dogs yapping uh, in the background. Live radio, hoo I grew up by looking America's secular country, but days everything is banned in America. Uh, Not everything is banned in America. There's a lot of stuff that gets put. This is a uh, listener in India, Atik. And he, uh, so can I explain to him? We don't have like Muslim bans or anything. There are countries that are primarily Muslim, but due to they have very poor visa control. They, uh, welcome to the party, Kim. 
I'm glad you decided to join us. Um, we're going to have you uh, come to the front of the class and give everyone uh, the reason why you were late, because I like to embarrass my students. Well, well wait, wait. I was going to do I was going to do that verbally when I had this button right here. <laughs> Pain. Pain is an amazing excuse. I only because I use it all the time because I feel old. I'm only thirty five, but I've got the body of like a fifty year old man and it's horrible. That's what infantry does to you. It breaks you down. But anyways, going back into um, what I was talking about, the White House lost an amazing staffer. He was... <laughs> Kim's got me beat at 41. Lost an amazing staffer. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, long service in the military. He's been on the National Security Council. Not just one administration... But two, he served, he was currently serving uh, under the Trump administration, was a holdover from the Obama administration. Ladies and gentlemen, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman has been removed from the Security Council. That's right. I know it's horrible. It's sad. But. Let, let's face it. Here is a military officer. I uh, met, read this from Atik real quick. In my view from India, America now, all business and other case people in America is polarized by right wings. I'm not going to 100% disagree with Atik on this one, but... I am going to partially disagree because there are people on both sides who are working tirelessly to divide America as much as possible. You have people on the left who are all eat the rich, eat the rich, eat the rich, and the people on the right who are get government out of my business. And we have a lot of lot of disagreement on that and sorting from one side to the other. So, again, I'm not going to say you're entirely wrong, Atik. I'm just saying that you're not entirely right either. But anyways, back to Fat Tub of Guts. I mean, I'm... Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, my gosh. No, you look like an idiot. Yes, yes, yes. Um. Anyways, Fat Tub of Guts... Lieutenant Colonel Vindman. He has uh, been not only just, hey, Colonel, uh, you've been doing a really good job. I'm beating up my microphone. I'm sorry. You, you've been doing a really good job with this whole NSC thing, being an expert on Ukraine. But things just aren't working out. We're going to have to ask you to look. No. He was escorted from the White House by Secret Service. Not only was he asked to not come back, he he got the customary Donald Trump, you're fired. 
Uh, Fox News article, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who made waves as a witness during the Trump impeachment proceedings, was fired Friday by the National Security Council and escorted off White House grounds. Vindman was on detail to the National Security Council from the Department of Defense, and it is expected he will return there. Good. Go back to the Pentagon. Maybe they won't have so many donuts sitting around. Well, howdy, Big Rick. Maybe they won't have so many donuts sitting around. And, you know, maybe they'll they'll uh, enforce doing some physical training and you'll get back into uh, Army height weight standards, according to uh, the Army body composition regulations. One of my least favorite things from the Army, because I'm a big dude, and I know how hard it is to fight that tape, but when you're short, like Venman is, that tape gets even harder to fight. I'm just saying. It comes just two days after President Trump was acquitted in the Senate on impeachment charges brought by the House last year over his dealings with Ukraine. And in related news, uh, American EU ambassador Gordon Sondland, yeah, he was just recalled because he is also an epic douche canoe who has... He was making up stuff that pretty much out of whole cloth. Um, well, did the president explicitly say that releasing this money was going to be attached to them doing X, Y, and Z? Well, he didn't explicitly say it, but he kind of put two and two together and got 76. Well... So what you're doing is you're speculating. You're trying to put stuff into the president's mind that you don't 100% know. Right. Uh, In a lengthy statement, Vindman's attorney, David Pressman, confirmed that Vindman had been escorted out of the White House on Friday. Quote, There is no question in the mind of any American why this man's job is over. Why, this country now has one less soldier serving in the White House. End quote. Uh, He wanted to say Lieutenant Colonel Vindman was asked to leave for telling the truth. His honor, his commitment. I'm sorry, hold on. Let me me try to read this again. Let me center myself. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman was asked to leave for telling the truth. I, I, I'm sorry, folks. That's so unprofessional. I'm just... I can't, can't, I, I can't get through it. It's, it's that ridiculous. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman was asked to leave for telling the truth. His honor, his commitment to right, frighten the powerful. <laughs> no. All right, so... People are freaking out that, oh my God, this is retaliation. Oh my God, this is retaliation. No, it's not retaliation. This is usually what happens in the military whenever a soldier makes a whistleblower complaint. I'm not saying he was the whistleblower. No one is saying Vinman is the whistleblower. Whenever that... Yes. Scuba Steve says, his commitment to the deep state, maybe. Uh, uh. I knew I had it there somewhere. 
Um, but anytime in the military, if a soldier raises any sort of whistleblower complaint, any sort of sexual harass, <laughs> nice, any sort of sexual harassment, any sort of criminal complaint against their chain of command, who or anyone, anyone else within that unit, what will what will happen is. They will be separated. Either the person who is having the complaint launched against them will be asked to go to another unit and be reassigned. Or the person making the complaint will be asked to go to another unit and be reassigned during the purpose of, for the purpose of conducting the investigation, uh, the, if it ends up going to a court-martial Whatever the case may be. However, in this case, Colonel Vinman, he was never asked to leave, and obviously the president is not going to leave the White House, but he would continue to do his job as part of the Security Council up until the point. The impeachment, the actual impeachment in the House was done, and it went over to the went over to the Senate, and he was acquitted. <coughs> oh, pardon me. <clears throat> There's been a <clears throat> oh my goodness, my voice just went all the heck. Um, you know, he was able to go to the Senate until they completed the Senate trial. And he finished the, and then once the acquittal happened, they took two days to make sure, okay, is everything legal? And then they said, uh, you're not here anymore. And yeah, you can easily say that this is, oh, this is a retaliation. This is, this is illegal. Well, not really. Because again, you go back to, uh, what happens in the military whenever, uh, Somebody has raised, caused an investigation to happen that has led to, say, a a court-martial. The the person who started the issue or testified one way or the other, if their testimony is proven to be true, to prevent them from being a victim of retaliation, they will be moved to another unit. That will be scrubbed unless you know they're, you know, receive a UCMJ action. Uh, for the non-military listeners, that'd be the Universal Code of Military Justice. Uh, they receive UMCJ. You. C-M-J. Oh, my goodness. I haven't had anything to drink. I can't speak properly. You know, if, unless they've received an Article 15, some sort of non-judicial, uniform, universal, whatever. Darn bubble heads floating around under the water. Yes, Steve, I'm talking about you. And, um... 
the uniform code of military justice. Whatever. It's universal. It applies the same across all branches of the military. That makes it universal or uniform. I don't care. Um, Anywho's, at least I know what UCMJ stands for. Yeah, it stands for you done screwed up. Fun fact, dueling is still prohibited under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. I can't tell you the article off the top of my head, but yes, you cannot challenge someone to a duel. Um, so unless that, that person has received a, you know, some sort of non-judicial punishment for perjury because they accuse so-and-so of doing something and turns out it was a lie, they're going to be sent to another unit. However, depending on the power structure of who was accused by of doing what and what the crime was, therefore was, the person accused, even though they're cleared 100%, they could be moved. Or they can be asked to uh, no longer participate in the military. I know that seems a little crazy to think, but 2014, I was stationed in Korea. Our uh, unit's command sergeant major was accused of sexual assault. It was proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. The accuser completely fabricated it, and this was determined by witness statements who saw the alleged incident. And through uh, South Korea's amazing closed-circuit television system that was able to pretty much follow the Sergeant Major through his uh, trip through Weijongbu the entire night. And it turned out that, oh, she lied. Well, under the uh, SHARP regulations, that's the uh, Sexual Harassment and Assault Response and Prevention Regulations. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to pull up... uh, from my from memory, acronyms that are like three years old to me, so stop hating that I got uniform switched with universal, Steve. I see you. But anywho's, you know, he was the Sergeant Sergeant Major was cleared one hundred percent. No doubt that he did not do it. Guess what? Because he had an investigation for a uh, sexual assault on his record now. Uh, Forced retirement. See, Yuki says, who will work for U.S. government tomorrow if men dedicated their life to serving their country, their whole life, are so dispensable? Yuki, you're, you're talking to a person who dedicated 16 years of his life to serving in the U.S. military, and guess what? It doesn't matter what rank you are. You are dispensable. That's the reason why we have an all-volunteer military of approximately 2 million people. who, And no one has been conscripted, drafted into a service. We all volunteered. Whether it was a... Whether it was a... An officer who went to a service academy, went through ROTC, or an, or they were enlisted and then went got their degree and went through officer training course, or officer, officer candidate school, excuse me. 
I hope the false accuser face test. Yeah, weird about those regs. Um, as far as uh, the sexual assault stuff goes, if you falsely accuse someone of something, it's considered retaliation to charge them with perjury. It's the dumbest thing in the world. So, Sergeant Major, he went home early, well, not early retirement, but retired earlier than he wanted. And she was left on the Korean Peninsula to spread her gonocipha herpelades across the, across the region. Yay. So, anyways, now I've gotten, like, gone down, like, a hundred different bunny trails. The joys of live radio. Um... So, Vinman, you can make the argument that it beyond testifying against the president in Congress, he left that phone call because he was there. He was one of the uh, one of the people annotating what was heard. Then they take everyone's notes, they put it together, create this memo that eh, more or less works as a uh, transcription of the phone call. He leaves there and he goes and he finds, an, allegedly, this is a, the reporting because this is coming from the uh, what he said in Congress and you know, what is also alleged by the, quote, whistleblower, end quote, is that he went to the alleged whistleblower, someone who used to be on the NSC, allegedly, Someone who was friends with Vindman, allegedly. And Vindman then pres- then uh, went on to divulge privileged information to another person who, although he had a top secret, uh, secret compartmentalized information clearance, uh, T-S-S-C-I. So yes, he had the clearance to technically be told what that happened on that phone call. However, he lacked need to know. So therefore, you know, Venman should be lo- should be looking at uh, being charged with leaking classified information, as well as being thrown back to the regular army and losing his uh, nice, cushy detail. Kind of like if the allegations that his brother, who also works on the National Security Council, huh, isn't that weird? Brothers, one a light colonel, one a full bird, both in the National Security Council. His brother works in the office who, uh, where they, if someone writes a book, and they've worked in the White House. They go through and they scrub it for top secret information. Or anything that they can't share. Not necessarily just top secret. Uh, other sensitive things. It's been alleged that Vinman's brother, the full bird Colonel Vinman, has, uh, he's the one who leaked Bolton's book. Where... Bolton allegedly said a lot of stuff about Donald Trump. I haven't read the leaked information. I don't know. It is what it is. 
<coughs> but it's just this National Security Council and the rest of it is crawling with people who leak everywhere. But, you know, people throwing a fit that a guy who leaked classified information to a person who did not. Again, I'm starting to beat up my mic. I'm starting to think I don't like it. Um, you know, someone who leaked classified information to someone who did not have need to know. And they're throwing a fit. That this guy who probably would not pass an, an army tape test is being asked to leave the Security Council. Just like they're throwing a fit that Sondland, who Sondland is a Trump appointee. At least I'm pretty sure he is. I don't have his information pulled up. But, you know, a Trump appointee who because Donald Trump was not carrying on the status quo from previous administrations, felt it necessary to be insubordinate and go against the president's own um, foreign policy initiatives. But everyone's freaking out because, oh my God, he, he spoke against the president. This is obvious retaliation. Oh my gosh, no. First of all, if an ambassador is not doing what the president wants, kind of like Marie Ivanovich in Ukraine, and now apparently Gordon Sondland at the EU, the president can fire them at will. In fact, I'm willing to bet a lot of them probably should have been fired as soon as the president stepped in and replaced with a whole bunch (laughs) <laughs> I I know I he I'm stuck by the back door and he's losing his mind. But give me just a minute. I'll be going to a break and I will be letting him in. Um but the uh the problem is you know when the president took over, he should have fired a whole uh a whole bunch of people and just cleared a bunch of holdovers from the previous administration because as has been determined over and over again the worst thing to happen to a president is the previous administration's holdovers all right so i'm going to take a quick break i will be right back give me just about a minute here you love what you hear on the Relentless Daring Podcast? Do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from Relentless Daring asking you to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentlessdaring and check out our merchandise there. We have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee cups, travel mugs. Go there, check it out, use it to show the world your love of this podcast. And as always, stay relentless.
All right. So uh, getting back into it, I would like to apologize for the, for the dog. He's old and he has no chill. We do the best we can with him. Um, yeah. So the whole firing Venman thing. Um, there, there's a lot being made of it that probably shouldn't. Um, again, he's a guy who, yeah, he may have testified against the president. I mean, if Ollie North had, uh, had come out and testified against, oh my God, my poor microphone, I just keep beating it up. I am so sorry. Um, if Ollie North during the, uh, all the hearings about the Iran Contra affair had come out against, uh, vice president Bush or Reagan, if he had direct knowledge that yes, they 100% knew we were selling tow missiles and then using that money to fund the, uh, Contra civil war against the Sandinistas. And he toppled a presidency. I think he would have possibly been in the right. However, there's a, there's a lot of stuff starting to come to the surface about Ukraine and not necessarily involving Donald Trump. I don't have the information, so I'm not going to speak to it. But again, it's, it's a situation from my understanding, similar to Iran Contra where uh, U.S. money, tax money from, you know, you and I was going to fund proxy wars, but being funneled through Burisma. And so that's why I said, I don't have the documentation with me. So I'm, I'm just commenting on things that I have heard. So if there were people within, you know, the state department and the bureaucracy that knew this was going on. But they weren't stopping it because, oh, this is the agenda we want. We want this agenda. Because, you know, uh, we're, we're fighting the Russians. Or we're, we're toppling Muammar Gaddafi. We're going to try to topple Bashar al-Assad. And using taxpayer money funneled through here, there, and everywhere, as much as people want to make conspiracy out of things, because let's face it, a good conspiracy usually doesn't work because the people involved in the conspiracy, someone dicks it up. It's a fact of life. There's going to be one person who's going to speak to the wrong person, which is what you know Donald Trump trying to clear you know clear things out through state department through NSC why is he, even within his own administration do you know, do you ever notice how a lot of the leaks stopped once Steve Bannon got canned i'm just saying you know i think a lot of that you know 
you had the wrong people in your administration, whether they're guys you put there, whether they're holdovers from the previous, it makes it very, very hard to do your job as the president. And speaking of which, you know, previous administrations and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. FBI director admits, yes, surveillance of Carter Page was illegal. Uh, this is a story cut on, uh, cut yesterday. But remember last year, yeah, about April or so, when Donald Trump was saying, oh my God, this is illegal wiretapping. You know, it's been proven. Well, and yeah, you know, Snopes, oh, it, no, that's not true. Uh, some of the other uh, fact checkers out there, ah, oh, no, 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 it's it's mostly false, blah, blah, blah. But, um, well, now it's uh, Washington Examiner. FBI Director Christopher Wray agreed that the Justice Department and the FBI illegally surveilled Carter Page when they used British ex-spy Christopher Steele's unverified dossier to obtain four FISA warrants against the Trump campaign associate. Whoops. Ray made the claim during congressional testimony before the Democrat-led House Judiciary Committee earlier this week as Republicans pressed him for answers about the Bureau's response to Justice Department's watchdogs. Oh my gosh, they, they know how to throw some words in there. To the Justice Department watchdogs FISA abuse report. A report by Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz concluded the FBI's Trump-Russia investigation was flawed and he criticized... Pardon me. And he criticized DOJ and FBI for 17, quote, significant errors and omissions, end quote, related to secret surveillance court filings targeting Page. The filings made use of the dossier compiled by Steele, who had been hired by Fusion GPS, which in turn was hired by Hillary Clinton campaign through Perkins Cole or Perkins Coy law firm. That is a whole lot of uh, linking here, there and everywhere. But basically... They left out key information, which is, you know, therefore making the uh, that affidavit they turn into request. The FISA warrant, you know, false testimony. So there's one reason why it's illegal. They took documentation and they forged it. To be uh, 180 degrees from, you know, saying that it was a, that he was a source that was being, you know, giving information to, (coughs) pardon me, giving information about foreign contacts, you know, to the intelligence community. They changed it to say, oh, no, no, he, he's not a source. No, no, not at all. Yeah, it's easy when um, to sit and say, oh, no, they didn't do a crime. When, you know, we, the everyday people, don't have access to uh, 
everything that's been going on. But then the uh, when people still come out after that IG report says there were omissions, there was stuff that was forged, then yeah, that means the warrants were obtained illegally, meaning the surveillance was illegal. This is the same reason that um, uh, oh, Barack Obama's mentor in Chicago. Doggone it. I'm going to have to Google this. <clears throat> he, he, uh, he's a professor involved in uh, Weather Underground. Hoping someone is going to pop up on the chat box. And do, do, do. William Ayers. Oh, my gosh. That took me a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, William Ayers and uh, Bernadine Dorn, they were convicted of domestic terrorism. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Bill Ayers. Thank you, Kim. They were uh, they were convicted of domestic terrorism for sending mail bombs that you know, actually killed somebody. Then the conviction was thrown out. Out, huh? Wonder why that was. Possibly because of the bad warrants used to wiretap William Ayers. So he was convicted, conviction overturned, and on the morning of nine eleven, in an interview on a golf course he was asked about <coughs> pardon me he was asked about the uh you know did you send those mail bombs and he is uh purported to say to have answered guilty as hell free as a bird what a country <sighs> oh pardon me Lots of uh, sciencey stuff going around the house. I I apologize for anything that sounds untoward. So, I mean, if a domestic terrorist like Bill Ayers, if everything we've learned about him can be called into question because, well, the uh, those, those warrants they they weren't good. You know, why shouldn't we be doing the same with Carter Page? Why do we still have to have <clears throat> media outlets running cover for the FBI, Department of Justice, because, you know, well, Orange Man bad. Like he, he works for the Orange Man. The Orange Man is bad. And, and I'm not a person who bows at the altar of the almighty Donald Trump. Um, in 2016, I was like, I hate to see Hillary win, but at the same time, I just don't know about Trump. He has been pleasantly surprising. Uh, however, during his State of the Union address, he was going into some right-wing populism stuff that uh, kind of, you know, made my skin crawl hearing about it. Uh, expanding the Family Leave Act, family, yeah, Family Leave Act, from the federal workforce 
to everybody. Um, oh, there were some, there were some others where it's just like, wait, 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 what? That's not, um, it's not very, uh, Republican standpoint. We will always protect your Medicare. We will always protect your social security. Now, I'm no policy wonk on Medicare and social security. I'll say that right now. However, I think there's ways that we can improve it to maybe cut the fat. Uh, Medicare, Medicaid fraud is one of the biggest wastes of public money that the entire federal government has. To do Vince McMahon and Trump want their f- catchphrase back. I'm not sure why I said that was their catchphrase, but okie dokie. Thank you, uh, random couple show. Um, oh, you're fired. Yeah, I, I know. I, oh, yeah. I, I needed a show title. Come on. Don't hate me. Last time I checked, um, I didn't see a copyright on it, so I think I'm good. Um, but yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous to think that we have, you know, people being surveilled. Yeah, people being surveilled by the federal government. Keep in mind, if they're doing this to a member of a presidential campaign, what are they doing to you and I, the common person, the average schmo on the street? If being a presidential candidate (coughs) is not enough to keep you from being you know, targeted for a politically motivated surveillance operation. What is going to stop them from coming after the average person? Uh, Random couple, government tracks us more than we want to know. Oh, absolutely. And they don't even, it's not even the government doing it. I'm holding in my happy little hand here an iPhone. My iPhone gives the government all the information in the world they need to know about me. So, again, you know, we have all this that goes on. You know, we're being tracked, we're being monitored. But even, you know, passive surveillance, which is usually what your cell phones go Us people do a podcast, they track us intensely because we put ourselves out there. Oh, I'm sure. Although I have a listenership of like five people who are very dedicated. So I don't think they're paying a whole lot of attention to me quite yet. But, you know, we have the... (laughs) All right, I'm up to six. Yes! Sweet. But, um... So the, the last thing I want to hit on before I go into my uh, closing spiel here. Fascism. What 
is fashion. How many shows are followed by a princess? Well, at least one. At least one show is followed by a princess. <laughs> I'm at nine. Ah, oh, that makes me feel better. I, I have I have other shows coming on here and listening to me rant. That makes me that makes me kind of ecstatic there. Anyways, fascism, um it gets thrown around a lot these days. Donald Trump is a fascist. Those people over there are fascists. The right are all fascists. Well, so I looked it up. And it turns out fascism is an actually is actually an economic policy in which there is still private ownership of the means and the means of production distribution. However, the government controls what the private owner of the means of production distribution do, um, usually through nationalism. It's for the greater good of the country. <coughs> uh, one of the greatest fascists of all time, believe it or not, FDR. You look at the New Deal, you look at... Glenn, I love you, buddy, but I can assure you... Government is... <laughs> you caused me an uprising. Ha! My name's not Glenn. However... Of course, then again, it could be... Ah! Random couple shows, Glenn. And the you've got the extra consonant. Always the extra consonant. But anyways, uh, when the federal, you know, FDR was the greatest fascist in all the world because uh, you look at the New Deal, you look at things like uh, the National Reclamation Act, uh, you know, the... Uh, if you go find stuff from the, uh, the Blue Eagle stamp back in the uh, 30s, you will participate in this or the government will go out of its way to shut you down. Uh, the TVA, uh, TVA was a quasi-government agency, kind of like Amtrak and the post office is now. Um. And then you go in you know, World War II starts and you look at we have to do it for the good of the country. I know you're used to building cars, but now you're building tanks. I know you're used to making making blue jeans in this plant. Now you're making canvas uh canvas skins for air for aircraft. Rick on whiskey night. Should be interesting by hour two. <coughs> I wish I had some whiskey. I've got some moonshine, but um, I haven't touched it. However, the way I get tongue-tied sometimes, you might be kind of hard to tell. But um, anyways, so fascism is private ownership, but the government tells you what to, tells you jump. You say how high on the way up. So looking at soft fascism, um, Prada, 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 Prada. Really expensive uh, purses and shoes and other fancy things. Uh, this is a, a Daily Wire article. New York City demands Prada let Diversity Commissioner approve its designs after racism row. <clears throat> uh, 
All right, so uh, designer Isabel Prada will now force all of its American employees to undergo, quote, racial sensitivity training, end quote, appoint a New York City-approved, quote, diversity and inclusion officer to screen its designs for potential social justice faults and report back to New York City Commission on Human Rights to ensure it is diversifying its American team after the brand ran afoul of social justice words with a, quote, racially insensitive, quote, window display in 2018. I can read or speak sober anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you're not listening to the show live, which I think I'm going to start. I was doing it live for a while. Then uh, putting the show up was really staticky and just wasn't good quality because I was just using the uh, Podbean's uh, recording I'm going to start doing this. I've got uh, my stuff up run now, so I actually monitor uh, everything as it's recording, watch the uh, waveform build on the screen. But if you're not listening to the show, <laughs> the fascist state of New York led by Fredo Mussolini. No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's Fredo Mussolini's brother. Uh, Fredo works over at CNN. His brother is the governor. Um, but yeah, if, if you're not listening to the show live and you're where you're getting into the uh, chat box, seeing all the stuff that kind of goes on back and forth, um, my show went from a podcast to an event over the month. Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting off track or else, you know, maybe once I stop recording, I'll jump on the chat box, continue that. But, um, so basically, yeah, the New York. City Commission on Civil Rights. Oh my God! You had an insensitive, insensitive store display with racial imagery. But so now, there, the city of New York is forcing a private business. One option I see is the City College of. Shut up, Siri! No one was talking to you. And then Siri said, I'm just trying to help. No, you're not. But um, the, uh, the city of New York is now forcing a private business to meet its own social justice goals because some people got their booties hurt over a display. There's not even a, I wish there was a picture uh, that I could tweet. <coughs> but um, it's, it's, Ridiculous that you have a uh, a city coming in telling a private business that just because they don't like the way they were selling a product because it was racially offensive. I'm sorry. The social justice warriors in New York are offended by the fact that Prada charges so much damn money for their shoes and handbags. Let's let's not. Let's not really focus on what they say the problem is. Apparently, somebody likes the voice. Um, they they don't necessarily care that the window display may or may not have been offensive. They care that Prada charges a crap ton of money and not everyone can buy their stuff. 
I'm sure at some point they're going to come after Tiffany's. They're going to come after uh, Saks Fifth Avenue <clears throat> because it's all about tearing down the bourgeoisie and get, redistributing it to the proletariat. Carl. Yes, yes, that was a uh, that was a uh, Marxism reference. Uh, oh, faithful producer. Um, but anyways. As, folks, just pay attention to the dumb crap going out there. Um, I, I, some of these stories, I, I don't know why I do them because it makes me lose my mind. But you know, this is one of those. It's, it was just something funny worth the stupid pocket calling. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I had my. I do all my stories off my phone. So apparently it thought I wanted the uh the the talky voice to come back and get me. To come back and try to get me help on something as I don't know. But um anyways, pay attention to these stories. Some of them are absolutely mind-boggling because they're so stupid. But at the same time, it really lets you know where progressivism is getting us today in this country where Oh my God, it was offensive. Now we're going to have the weight of the city come down on you. And again, because Prada had a window display that someone didn't like. It's a lot like the uh, people getting upset over Christmas trees. It's a tree. Yes, it represents Christmas, but it's not even a, a Christian thing. But neither here nor there. Again, all right, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. Those of you who are listening live, thank you so very much. Um, Please come back again next week. Hopefully at 10, 10.30. I really don't know yet. It happens. Uh, Like tonight, a neighbor had an emergency I had to go help with. So that kind of pushed my start time back. Again, the joys of doing this live. Um. But, uh, again, thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, go to go to RelentlessDaring.com. There you can uh, link over to my Patreon page. Or you can go check out uh, the merch shop. You can link to it from there. It's so much easier than all the gobbledygook that's in the uh, merch plug. So just go there, check it out. Follow me on social media, at RealTylerMorgan, at DaringPodcast. Uh, facebook.com slash relentless daring. Those are all the means. If you're uh, checking out the podcast and you're listening to it on Apple, four things, and this will do this four things, and then we'll let you go. Number one, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, get updated whenever the new podcast posts, which will probably be sometime in the middle of the night, unless it does something weird like it did last week where it wouldn't let me upload. I Still don't know why it wouldn't let that show go up. Weird. <clears throat> so subscribe, you'll get notified. The more subscribers, the better it affects the uh, the algorithms, finds more people. Next thing you do, number two, rate it. Give me a five-star rating. Number three, review it. Give me that 20 stars, second best podcast ever. That way when people, they see it pop up, they read the reviews, go, oh, 
people must really like this. They gave it 20 stars. And they said it's the second best podcast ever. Uh, let's see. Uh, Glenn says he had one episode wouldn't upload for two days. It's been a week. I've been trying this for a week. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> and finally, the fourth thing, the fourth thing, the fourth thing. Share it with your friends. Share it with those progressive friends of yours who you just really want to get under their skin and piss them off. That's always fun to do. Just you poke the bear. All right, that's going to do it for me tonight. Uh, Everything you do, do it kick-ass. And as always, hold on a second. I'm trying to find it. Trying to find my music. Ah, as always, stay relentless. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 